0: Good evening and welcome to Pop Culture Double Date. We haven't really podcasted for a little while because, um, yeah, there's been a new addition to the Pop Culture Double Date family and uh, Andrew and Gerald have had to uh, look after that. But they're back and um, we've watched Westworld Season 3, Episode 1. I think that's what we watched, right? Everyone say hello and confirm that that's hello. what we watched. <laughs> that's
1: what we watched. What was it called? What was the episode called? It was
2: called Parquet Domine.
1: Okay. Parquet. What does that mean? What
2: does I've forgotten
1: all my Latin.
2: Oh, one. God. <laughs> so,
0: something Lord?
2: Yeah, something Lord. Something lord.
0: Yeah. 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 Mm. Parquet Domine. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, P-A-R-C-E. Not, not, so not, not, not P-A-C-E
2: tarquet. as in yeah. peace. Yeah. But... Uh, P-A-R-C-E, dominate.
0: And not carpe, C-A-R-P-E, not... Mm, yeah, well, obviously that wouldn't make sense either, but... Um, okay, Mags, <laughs> you there? Say hello.
3: <laughs> I, I'm there. I'm just uh, astounded to silence by your knowledge of Latin.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, well, our lack of knowledge of Latin. <laughs> <laughs> We're
1: Googling it now. We're Googling it now. What does it mean?
0: It's
2: a Roman Catholic chant, an antiphon, Uh so it's a it's a Gregorian chant, and it means it's the title of a little chant that, that means spare Lord, spare your people, be not angry with us
0: forever.
1: Ah, uh, the angry gods reference. Yeah, like we are the we are angry or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah,
0: interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so new season of Westworld, um, very different show. It feels like a very different show to me, anyway um, new opening sequence and everything, um, so yeah, like, uh, yeah, why don't we go around the table and give our impressions, why don't I start with a little, um, background for me first, and maybe we can talk about, a little bit about this around the table as well, um, I'll be honest, I, this was not really on my radar at all, like, I, I don't know if I just haven't really been following up on this sort of genre culture news stuff, but, um, yeah, that this kind of just snuck up on me. I didn't really have any expectations. And the reality is that we, as a group, podcast all of Westworld Season 2. And I remember how hyped I was for Westworld Season 2. And um, and at the time, if I remember correctly, when we finished watching Westworld Season 2, generally we thought it was okay. Um, I remember Gerald was a little bit more cynical than the rest of us, but I think generally we thought it was okay. You, you, you Gerald thought it sucked. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, and I think like over time, I have probably drifted more into the it was okay, not amazing. The finale to season two, um, yeah, I I've, like in over time, I've kind of reevaluated my thoughts on that, and I kind of feel like they were trying to do very lofty things, and I'm not entirely sure they completely pulled off all of the conceptual. Um, sort of ideas that they had running through the series I'm not sure they really landed it and for me
2: I'm not entirely entirely sure they're doing like totally (laughs) conceptual totally
0: conceptual things
3: either
0: (laughs) that's the new member of Pop Culture (laughs) Doubleday voicing Uh, his objection to Gerald's (laughs) to Gerald's because (laughs) you'll
2: recall you'll recall that at the end of season two a lot of the hosts get sent or welcomed into Robot Heaven. Yeah, and as I as I think I might have said at the time, there's only one other piece of pop culture that has pop, that has Robot Heaven, and that's uh, Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen, which is quite possibly the worst film ever made. And so uh, it was enti- So the fact that Robot Heaven featured so heavily at the end of Westworld season two completely marred that season and exposed it for being the pretentious mess that ultimately it was.
0: Yeah. Look, I mean. Look, I'm not as damning of it as Gerald, but over time I definitely have shifted more into this idea of it was probably a little bit more pretentious than it should have been, right? And no doubt for me, it was definitely... I feel like the Game of Thrones finale did so much, like, in terms of lifting the veil, right? Like, I I feel much more cynical about this sort of prestige TV stuff now. So... Yeah, so I honestly had zero expectations on this, and um, it kind of snuck up on me. Um, Yeah, so I I literally... And to be honest, I kind of felt like Westworld Season 2 kind of wrapped itself up pretty nicely. So, like, this is a season that kind of, like, is not set in a theme park, kind of. It feels like that. And, yeah, so it's, it's definitely different. So, yeah, what, how were how how you guys going into the season? Were you guys, like, pumped so, for it? Were you guys... So I wasn't, I wasn't
1: pumped because, like you, you know, I loved West Forces Season 1 and 2. But having reflected on it, I think what I realized is we were expecting too much from it because, you know, it was trying to address questions like, what is consciousness? And if you think about it, even the greatest philosophers and greatest minds of our day don't really have an answer to that. So why are we expecting a bunch of uh, showrunners and scriptwriters? Not that they're not super smart, but, you know, if the greatest minds of our day don't have the answers, of course the scriptwriters and the showrunners don't have the answers to that. All they can do is raise the question, but they can't answer it. And so no wonder we felt like the resolution to these raised questions wasn't satisfactory. So I wasn't excited, but I am really happy having seen the first episode, that it doesn't seem like the same show. It actually seems like an action show. Um, it is, I think it is still trying to grapple like with, philosophical issues, but new ones, right? So I think, you know, some of the issues that are coming up in this new season um, involve the search for connection, right? So the Ch- Jesse, what's the Jesse Pinkman wait, wait.
0: characters? Before we go on, this is a full spoilers yeah. podcast. So uh, just as an FYI, yeah. if you don't want to be spoiled on Westworld season three, episode one, probably listen to us after you've watched the episode, but Nana shoot and you can talk about spoilers so- all you like now. <laughs>
1: Right. What is the Chess- Jesse Pinkman um, character called? Um, Caleb. What, uh, Caleb. Caleb. Cal-
0: Caleb. Yeah. Caleb. Caleb.
1: Caleb. Caleb. Yes. yes. So, for example, Caleb raises the issue of. Um, connection or like Caleb is searching for something, right? Because in the first episode, you see Caleb talking to like a, a robot version of his um, friend who is, has died in the war or whatever it is. And Caleb just doesn't find this robot version to be very satisfactory. And at the end of the episode, he kind of shuts down um, his access to that robot version and he says, I need to go find something real. So this idea idea of humans searching for either purpose or for connection. Um, And I think um, Dolores also brings up a similar issue in terms of God, right? So gods. So why is it that humans have either evolved to or chosen to create and bow down to something more superior to us when we are the most powerful creatures on this earth? Like why have we chosen to believe in something even more powerful than us and bow down to that? And that's a question I've always asked myself, not so much in terms of God, but in terms of why do people want to be subservient? Because I kind of noticed that with so many people. Like they want to be led. They want to be followers. Um, you know, there's almost this drive in, that, in people for that. And why do they want that when they could be supreme? Like every – the ability to feed themselves and we don't seem to want to do that um, so i think those are interesting issues that i see being raised by this first episode and they are completely different to the issues that were raised in season one and season two and i think that's good because i think we've milked that milk the season one and season two search for consciousness and what does consciousness mean we've milked that
0: Hello?
1: Stuff. And the show didn't really answer those questions um, because they're not answerable. But, you know, they're above our ability. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's good. I think it's good that we've deviated from that stuff. I do think we'll go back to the park because if you watch the little stinger at the end, um, you do have Bernard trying to return to the park, and you see Maeve at the park. Um, so we will get back there. But I don't think we'll be there for two. maybe we will be there for half the show. But we will be, I think, in the modern. Um, modern Earth for the other half, which I think is nice. Well, it's kind of a nice change. What do you guys think?
0: Mags?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think I came to the... I, I'm like Darren, I forgot that the, um, the show was premiering again this year. I remember keep, keeping my eye out for any sneak peeks or trailers last year, and then after a while, I just kind of forgot, I guess, in the thrill of other TV shows. Um, so I Came to the episode with no expectations at all. Um, for me, I thought you know it was kind of the chance for the show to move on from the from the park a bit and start to explore what reality looks like. It's almost like the sense of well, what what is our future in store for us, um, and what does the what in the imagination of the um, show writers and and the you know originators of the show, what do they think humanity's future kind of looks like. Um, so I had – there were some interesting things that they introduced into it, so how um, much technology is kind of fused with everyday life. Um, for me, though, I felt like the show, the first episode, was a little bit too cluttered. Um, they tried to introduce too many plots and characters, as well as trying to introduce and build this new world and introduce it to the audience all within, a, you know, about an hour So for me, I think what it could have benefited from was a bit more focus and introducing, using it as a chance to, I guess, introduce this world more fully and just focus on one or two of the newer characters like Caleb, I really nailed that. Um, It wasn't really clear to me what, I guess, the purpose of this season was going to be. What I really liked about, say, the first season of Westworld was it was a lot more focused in what it was trying to do um, and I thought that perhaps they could have benefited from that, particularly after season two.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I'll probably. Are you finished, Max? Or can I? Can I yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm
1: done. I'm
3: done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. yeah so, look, I, 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 I agree with that. Um, I, yeah, I think I agree with that. I feel like the beauty of Westworld season one was that it was much tighter, right? Like it was about robots going crazy in a theme park, right? Like. Um, And then, yeah, it explored these themes of consciousness. Um, I think one of... I'm not entirely sure that the themes are completely new. I I do feel that, for example, this theme of God was kind of introduced in Season 1 and Season 2 with um, Anthony Hopkins. I can't remember what his name was now. But, yeah, you know, the guy who created all of the um, hosts, right? Um, And, like... You know, he Ford. Ford, Robert Ford, yes, Robert Ford, and yeah. him, him basically creating all of their loops and all of their destinies and playing God, essentially, right? So you have a human playing God, and I thought that they kind of continued this theme in this season because, really, the big concept in my mind, anyway, I don't, maybe I'm wrong, but in my mind, the big concept of this season is. Okay, in the park, you had a human playing God, but in the real world, you have an artificial intelligence playing God, right? So, like this idea that everyone... I think they introduced this idea that everyone wants to find some sort of purpose in their lives, right? And the search for purpose is really difficult, and some of us never find it, and some of us are still searching for it. but basically in this brave new world that they live in, they have an AI that has everyone's data kind of in there and the AI gives you purpose, right? The AI decides what you're fit for and what you're not fit for based on your underlying data. And so this idea of humans have basically advanced so far that they've created their own God and created, and that God now is completely out of their control in the same way that when Ford created the hosts, the hosts got out of their control. But here, it's like that was kind of unintentional, while here, humans created this god and intentionally put them in control, right? So, I thought that's, conceptually, I thought that was an interesting concept, right? And it was a good evolution thematically of what was going on in the previous seasons. Um, So, yeah, look, like, for me, but I do agree with Max, right, in the sense that while I kind of and i think this is generally kind of one of the issues i have with jonathan nolan which is i think he has like some really interesting big ideas but when he starts getting into the details and when he starts trying to resolve some of those big ideas he's not he's very like messy with it right like he's not really good at rating himself in keeping a tight story and just resolving something right he always wants to go really big and i've felt like this is kind of what he was trying to do here right because he's got this sort of he he's got this challenge that he needs to build the world right this world that would have a theme park like Westworld and some sci-fi shows go about it in very broad strokes and um don't really go into a lot of detail and only go into detail as background, right? You don't, they don't really feel the need to explain every part of the world or it's just kind of like, oh, you see aspects of the world going on and you don't really have to go into that much detail, right? I think Blade Runner 2049 is a great example of that, right? Where you just see this weird stuff going on and it's interesting because it doesn't get explained and it doesn't really get delved into. It just is, essentially, right? feels organic in that way. Well, I feel like the challenge of this episode is that they kind of needed to build that world within kind of an hour. They needed to do this sort of Dolores story, and then they needed to introduce Jesse Pinkman. And then at the same time, they felt the need to, like, delve into, like, really specific parts of the world. And I felt like the way they delved into those really specific parts of the world was really, like, hamfisted in some ways, right? So the... Best example for me is actually how this kind of occurs... There's an example of a really good example of... Like, the example of a really good version of world-building in Jesse's story, and an example of a really ham-fisted version. And, like, both of those occur in this episode, and it feels really weird, right? Like, so, for me, let's start with the good. The scene that I loved with Jesse Pinkman was... Caleb, sorry... I can't <laughs> call him Jesse, but, like, is um, the scene when he's introduced. He goes to work, and his co-worker is this robot, right? And it's kind of like, there's they're not they're not speaking too much. There's not a lot of stuff. There's just a monologue going on in the background. And you see him going to work. He works with this robot. And then at lunch, they recreate the, the sort of that classic New York building, the Empire State Building scene, where, like... It, You know, there's all those workers that are sitting on the steel girder, like, high above in the air, like, suspended in the air, right? But only here, instead of, like, eight people sitting on the steel girder, there's just him and the robot, right? I thought that was a brilliant scene, right? It was like, this is the brave new world you live in, right? No need to explain why there's a robot there or whatever. And the robot, Mag's notice, is actually very slightly um, sort of... Uh, like, moving its feet, right? Sort of, like, dangling its feet in the air, right? And slightly moving. And there's, like, a very weird human aspect to that, which I thought was, like, really cute and really... um, Yeah, like, I I thought that was a brilliant scene. I was like, ah, this is really good world building, right? This is how you're supposed to do world building. But then, at the same time, later on in Jesse's story, they introduced this idea of him basically, like, logging onto this app that is basically like Grand Theft Auto, the app, in real life, where he, like, he, there's all these sort of tasks, and they're sort of structured like a video game, where you go to one place and then do this one thing, and then... And it just felt so, like, it didn't feel like... you. you <laughs> It felt really ham-fisted, right? I've used this term ham-fisted. It just didn't feel subtle. It didn't feel like it was particularly well thought out. Like you have this world that's controlled by this AI, but somehow the cops aren't onto this Grand Theft Auto app that all these people are using to commit crimes right (laughs) like it's and you know it just feels too much like oh oh, and we want to still have this idea that the world is like a video game so let's have this app where they're like doing grand theft auto stuff through the app (sighs) i don't know right it's just like you don't you didn't need to go into that level of that that was not something you really needed to do Um, And I I felt like in going into that level of detail and exploring that and like sort of opening up that avenue, it actually did a disservice to that world building because instantly I got pulled out of that world. I was like, come on, really? Like this this feels a little bit on the nose. So, um, yeah, I I think I agree with Max. I, I think there were some interesting concepts that were introduced. I think as a show, it cleaves very closely to the original in the sense that there is definitely a lot of mystery boxes that have (laughs) that have been set up so you know like i finished this episode and i was interested in seeing more but i also felt at the same time it was not like there were it was executed like roughly in some areas um and i felt like that the the execution in those areas really took me took me out of sort of believing this world essentially, right? And and I guess also the fact that it's so clearly Singapore that they're filming in, right? Like I was like, are you for real? It just it, it feels it feels so much like oh, Singapore.
1: i didn't Sorry. It yeah, it's
2: you're
0: right, I <laughs> didn't know that. But you're
1: right. It does seem exactly like Singapore because <laughs> it is
3: Singapore, guys. Because it is <laughs> Singapore. Wow, they actually filmed it in Singapore. So, like Orchard Road, Marina Bay Sands, I recognised all of it. I'm like, hang on, is that the Delos headquarters or is that Marina Bay
0: Sands?
2: <laughs> that's why you it's know. so clean. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Like Jesse's walking down the street and you see the and I'm like, yeah, like I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah jerry do you want to shoot yeah
2: look i actually very much enjoyed this episode i think it's the best episode since since the first season of the show i thought the last season was a pretentious mess um for, for two seasons at least the show has tried to explore the question what is consciousness without offering anything remotely interesting to say about the topic i mean i i am sympathetic with the idea that that is a question that cannot be answered by anyone let alone the greatest minds on the planet. But at the very least, you'd, you'd, you'd want it as a as a vehicle or a jumping point for saying something interesting. And the show really hadn't. What it seems to me the show is taking a turn towards now is exploring the theme of surveillance capitalism. Um, seated in season two was the notion that the Westworld theme park was like a giant Facebook. It was it was a way to spy on customers. And Rehoboam, which is the the giant AI system which formulates an algorithmic. Um, way of determining the fate of every individual um, is basically, I think, something of an extension of that. And so the notion of everyone's preferences, desires, impulses and flaws and weaknesses being kept on file and observed constantly is something that that it presents a form of continuity between season two and season three. And I would like to see what the show has to say about that, about surveillance capitalism and the use of tech, The the way in which big tech has and big data have now just rendered us the product rather than the customer. Um, But I'm I'm a bit leery because those are the sorts of themes that, for example, a show like Black Mirror has dealt with very successfully in the past. And so, and we know that's a very intelligently crafted show. And for all the talent that's gone into Westworld. I don't think it has ever said anything as interestingly or as elegantly as, like, the best episodes of Black Mirror have done. So I'm curious to see where, where this goes. I'm just a bit sort of hesitant and cautious because it may well be that these themes have been treated um, with more intelligence, more depth, more humanity, and more insight before. Um, but otherwise, I thought the, the you know, yes, this was filmed in Singapore, but Despite that, the production values were incredible. This episode looked about a bajillion dollars, to, uh, and it was all up there on the screen. I think um, it has reached a sort of level of visual density and beauty that the show has never reached before, which is not to say that the show was, you know, had bad cinematography in the past. It always looked great. But the, the urban vistas presented in the show this time around – uh, you know, sort of. Yes, they're Singapore, but they're Singapore with a heavy dollop of CGI, and so you know, the 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 world does feel lived in. And yes, yes, like so much science fiction these days, it, it, it shows the heavy influence of Blade Runner, but then it's not it's not unique in that regard. Um, and I I I am also still not attracted to the to mystery box storytelling it, it it can you know mystery box storytelling too often leads us to the to unsatisfactory conclusions of the lost variety
1: what is mystery box storytelling setting up a mystery
2: yeah and it's all just mystery on mystery on mystery um and that's that was a big feature of the show in its first two seasons um and i suspect it, it will be. It will continue to be so. We, are, we, we, for instance, we're not told who is now occupying fake Charlotte Hale's body. We don't know who the baddie behind the baddie is. Um, we don't know what William is up to. Um, we, we so also, there are all these... we also don't know. Like
0: Caleb's story is clear that there is something weird going on there as well, right? Yeah, he is also not. And
1: he a... could be a robot, right? Because... Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, because and, he says and, that he's been killed before, essentially, right? And
1: he's been shot in the head, and his yeah, mother said, um,
0: you're, "You're not my son. Exactly, yeah. exactly.
2: Yeah. And so, like, and we've seen we've seen the the human who turns out the, the human protagonist who turns out to be a robot thing done before. We saw it mm. in Blade Runner. We we saw it in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. So there, there are there there is enough there to be somewhat concerned and to be somewhat hesitant about committing fully to everything that the show is doing but i think there was enough that was dynamic action-packed and interesting in this episode for me at least to want to keep going and to give me some sense of hope that the show is moving beyond the sort of cul-de-sac into which it had driven in season two Mm,
0: mm, yeah yeah look i mean look the thing is, there is a lot of mystery box, though. There, like, every, literally every storyline is mystery boxed, right? Like, oh, Dan, before,
2: before you can. There's one thing I, I forgot to mention. Um, the, the 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 idea of everyone having a sort of algorithmic determined path. One thing that the show has always been interested in is the notion that what distinguishes us from robots, no matter how intelligent they become, is the fact that we have we have free will. But the suggestion now is I think if a a giant AI system can predict everything that we do and assign us our fates, then we are actually not distinguishable from the likes of Dolores or Bernard at all. Um, Now, again, these sorts of points have been explored elsewhere before, and so it'd be interesting to see what new or fresh angle the show has to bring to that sort of discussion. I'm not sure whether it will bring anything new, but off the back of this episode, I'm even home.
0: Mm. I mean, the other interesting thing from an AI perspective, actually, which I'm actually glad that the show is discussing this, um, it actually is like, I mean, too frequently when we talk about AI, it's it's as if it's AI versus humans, right? Or like, it's this monolithic other. But I think this show basically introduces this idea that, well, not all AI is the same, right? Like, When you say AI, what do you mean? Do you mean building a robot that resembles a human to the extent that it basically is a human, like the hosts, or building this intelligence which is completely otherworldly? It's sentient, but is completely unknowable, and it's basically like it thinks in a completely different way to a human, but has its own sort of sentience, right? But is technically still intelligent right so you've got like these two conflicting paths of ai evolution essentially right and i feel like I, I don't know what will happen but i feel like this show is putting those two ais ai paths of evolution on a sort of on a course of conflict Essentially, I, I don't know if you guys read that as well, but that's a sense that I get. Right, the sense that I get is Dolores is assembling her army, and she's either trying to use this new, new like big AI or to fight it in some way. So, so
1: currently, the two AIs are together, right? Because Charlotte Hale, remember the remember the episode where she's at the, she's in the board, and yeah. she needs the AIs' vote. To do what she wants to do, and the two of them are together. No, right?
0: no, no. So, but I think that's a different AI. So I think there's the big. No, yeah, whatever. No. What's that? What is that, Gerald? Can you say that again? Rehobo. Re- Rehoboam, which is the name
2: of the king of Judah who came after King Solomon. Okay. <laughs>
1: and that's, in the show, in the show, though, what is that AI doing? Is that the one that decides everyone's,
0: like, right. profession? That,
2: That's That's the big, yeah, that's the big sphere that sort of algorithmically assigned
0: everyone yeah. their face. Yeah, they're just sitting in an office lobby for some reason, which is so weird, right? It feels like just... it's in an office lobby. Why is it in an office lobby? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, is so... That,
3: the... <laughs> is that the... That, so that... When Jesse... Not Jesse. Caleb is talking about his score. That's the score that the AI gives him? Everyone has a score?
0: Yeah, I think it's implied that they that AI processes, like, has modelled everyone on Earth essentially right Mm. but then I think also you're living in a world where algorithms do everything right like mini AIs do everything right so that like every decision is based on some sort of mathematical algorithm which takes your data and then puts it through like a mystery box essentially (laughs) like a, a thing that no one fully understands but a series of calculations that no one fully understands and then out pops kind of a result right And people, like, you kind of live in this world where you don't really fully understand the thought process, but you kind of trust in this result that pops out, right? And to a large extent, we kind of already live in that, right? But, um, yeah, so I, I think, I'm not sure that the AI on the board is the same AI as... I want to say. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but whatever. <laughs> it it <laughs> yeah. just
3: sounded like you said the word right? <laughs> to your fist.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I, I don't think the AI on Charlotte Hale's board committee is the same as the big sphere, but yeah. Can I just say I I am yeah one one of the other things I really sort of rub me the wrong way about this episode is also how we're basically living in a world where, like, all of all of these corporate villains, like, I feel like none of these showrunners have ever worked in real corporate situations, <laughs> right? Because everyone is, like, super confident and there's always, like, schemes going on Or everyone everyone is just like a horrible person, right? The only people you see that ever work in companies in these sorts of shows are like horrible, like self-serving individuals who murder people and like basically, yeah, just they're rich and they're horrible, right? So the show starts, this season starts with Dolores murdering another rich, horrible person. And I'm like... This is literally what happened all of last season, essentially. So, yeah. Anyway, um, and yeah, then I, I think
2: this show would be much more interesting if Dolores turned up at Delos headquarters, and it turns out that the whole place is like the office, and everyone's really incompetent. <laughs> the boss is kind of stupid, yeah. And like, and she just turns up, and is just staggered by the fact that these morons have been running Delos the whole time. And they're all just a bunch of middle-management hacks who are just time-surgers. And just
1: suddenly turn into a comedy.
0: Yeah. But you know, know, (laughs) that's actually probably closer to what reality is than, like, this sort of... All these people sort of, like, stroking cats and sitting there and, like, just being (laughs) Dr. Evils, right? Like, and the worst thing, actually, is that that board meeting, like, Charlotte Hale tries to sound like a badass, but if you actually listen to what she's saying... It's, it's actually really, really dumb, right? Like, I was saying to Max, what she's suggesting is that the share price is teched, and therefore I'm going to do a share buyback and I'm going to make a privatized company. Fair enough. Understand that's the point, right? But then one of the board members asks, Where are you going to get the money from? Which is like the most important question. And then she is just like, Who cares? <laughs> like, what? <I> think, <laughs> it's
2: because think... she has the
1: money. It's because she <laughs> no. doesn't want to talk about. Where she got it from? Not, any,
2: not, not only that, Darren, but I think as, as we as we found out from uh, Elon Musk's experiences last year, like who really does give a Guys. shit? you can float the you can float the idea of going private and not have the money, and who gives a shit? Guys,
1: she has the money. That's why. Remember, Dolores Robb's that other guy? That, that is impossible.
0: These companies are trillions and trillions of dollars. <laughs> if you look at the richest people on earth and you pile them together, they still couldn't buy Amazon or they still couldn't I, I buy think, Microsoft.
2: I, I think they're going to find later in the season that Charlotte and Dolores have done a deal with Aramco and Mohammed bin Salman and the Saudis will be buying Delos.
0: <laughs> I see, I see. Anyway, so, like, it really brought me out of that situation where they try to make this to be, like, this really sort of edgy, like, high-powered corporate scene. But when you really think about what they're saying, it's like, this is so dumb. (laughs) This doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) This is Darren
3: (laughs) yelling point of order at the TV screen. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. anyway, so... (laughs) I was I was definitely taken a bit out by just the number of evil corporate people just everywhere, like super co- hyper confident evil, like corporate people, and like just <laughs> Charlotte Hale trying to be a badass. It was just anyway. Um. Yeah. So, do we think Jesse's a robot?
1: Look, it's just too obvious, isn't it? Like, they really stuffed it up if he's meant to be a robot by giving it away on the first episode. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I would really I would really hate it if he were. I think that would be, like... I mean, mm. if, if, if he was, like, Rick Decker 2.0, that would completely suck ass.
0: But isn't it, like, yeah. kind of like the sleeves in Altered Carbon, where instead of having... You know, so in Altered Carbon, they have that blue disc that sits yeah, yeah. in the neck while here now, basically what they said last week was that Delos have got the... instead of a blue disc, they have a black sphere, which is basically the same thing. (laughs) Right? And so like, maybe what it is is that, like, my hypothesis and I think it's might be pretty lame if it is, but I guess like, maybe what they do with soldiers is because there's such a high mortality rate, like, you know, if you die they give you a version of your son or whoever died in the war as like you know you, they take the black so, sphere of your son so. and give you a version so then why, of that back
1: why does Caleb have to talk to his friend through that app then if you can just recreate well, them.
0: because if you know if you notice his friend dies his friend dies outside of the military i think cuz you know the first memories he has of his friend are in military uniform right But then the last ones that he's had with his friend, they weren't in military uniform. It looked like they were on some sort of heist, right? It looked yeah, like he yeah. was doing a Jesse Pinkman so like um, yeah so maybe like my my hypothesis here is basically that he and his friend left the military and they couldn't find work for themselves so they decided to do some criminal heist or whatever. And maybe Je- Jesse got killed when he was in the military, got brought back as a... whatever, like a in a sleeve, or whatever it is.
2: Yeah, so basically,
0: Caleb is sad Takeshi Kovacs. Yeah, basically. And, yeah. <laughs> and so his friend dies-dies because his friend gets killed outside of the military. And outside of the military, they don't, like, replace you if you get killed, right? Anyway, he- that's...
1: I can ask you guys a question. Who are you rooting for? Are you Team Dolores or Team Bernard and Maeve? Because I am Team oh. Dolores.
2: Really? Oh, team
1: Maeve. Oh. oh. I love Maeve.
3: Oh, I am really, really looking forward to the showdown if there is one. I am really looking forward
1: to it. The humans that like raped and abused them. It just seems I know. really <laughs> pathetic. Like no, <laughs> Team Dolores all the way. Kill those humans. Yeah,
0: but you can't, like, how can you, how did you, are you, hang on, are you team Thanos as well? Yeah, no. <laughs> well. Well, I mean, because, okay, not everybody went into the park and raped an abused host, right? Like, one thing yeah. is, like, killing but the man in black, but, like, just killing everybody on Earth is, like, that seems a little extreme, <laughs> True, why <laughs> I do think that
1: humans are the greatest parasite that the universe has ever known. So maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe that's my prejudice.
2: Yeah. So, so Anna pro pro coronavirus.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> A <little> bit.
1: <laughs> One step too far. <laughs>
0: Well, luckily, luckily, I know that on YouTube, if you mention coronavirus, you get instantly demonetised, but we don't have to worry about that, because we're not monetised, so we can talk about coronavirus <laughs> as much as we like. <laughs> oh, Darren, no. <laughs> um, okay, so... That
3: is that is one story that I'm really keen to see play out, how they bring Maeve back and, and what role they want her to play in the Bernard story.
0: I, so, remind me of what happened to Maeve. See, this is the thing. I don't even remember who survived at the end of last season. Maeve
2: got shot. Maeve got shot at the end of season two while shepherding a whole bunch of people through to Robot Heaven.
0: So, she didn't get through <laughs> herself, right? But her daughter got through. That's that's what happened, right?
2: right? Her, her, her daughter goes to Robot Heaven. She doesn't. Um, yeah. And while she's holding the portal open or some, some
0: bullshit like that, she gets <laughs> shot. Okay, okay. So, so, who else is oh, actually right. still... She
3: has
1: a superpower.
3: Yeah, yeah, her.
0: that's right. Because she's, she's Neo. <laughs> she's
1: so now, Neo. now, she's unencumbered by children. And she can, you
0: know, <laughs> kick the ass.
1: She was yeah. always meant to
0: she, <laughs> She's she, a new career woman now. <laughs> she literally could see... Well, she she was like, she could look into the Matrix, essentially. And, like, no Kung Fu. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Wait, who else actually survived?
1: Uh, That's it, right?
2: That's
0: kind of it. Teddy like,
1: did not. Teddy, although...
2: no, Teddy, no, Dolores killed Teddy. Although Teddy might have ended up going to Robot Heaven. I, I thought don't Teddy, Teddy ended
0: up in Robot Heaven, didn't he? Didn't she? Like...
1: No, 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 he didn't. Dolores killed Teddy and then took his ball, like his brain, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so is he one of the five?
0: Maybe he's Charlotte what Hale. Is he like... In weird. the stinger,
1: in the stinger, like Maeve or Bernard, I can't remember who's says to Charlotte Hale, is that you, Teddy? So that's a possibility.
2: But um, mm. look, I figured out what team I'm on. I'm on Team Felix and Sylvester. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about them.
2: Yeah, like wait, wait. So they they are they are the <laughs> Rosenfats and Guildenstern of this show.
0: Are they still alive? I don't know. Wait. Okay. Who was um. Was the security guard still alive at the end of the yes. last season? He was still alive. Luke,
2: Luke Hemsworth is still alive. We see him in sort of trailers for the rest of the season. He's
0: a Hemsworth. They're not going to kill him off. <laughs> <laughs> is he? Is he a robot? Remind me if he's a what? robot or not. Is he a robot or not? No, he's human. He human? He's a human. He's a human. But he. Do, does anyone know that Bernard is a robot apart from the robots? <laughs>
1: No one knows that Bernard. No, they do. They do, yeah. right? Everyone knows Bernard's robot. They're all looking for him.
0: Yeah. Are yeah. they, 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 they think, They're looking they for Bernard as a human or Bernard is robot?
1: They think he's a robot and that he's the one who malfunctioned and and organized the kill. Is that right? That's right. No, no, they think he's a human. <laughs> Remember how Charlotte says humans kill people, not robots don't kill people?
0: Oh, and then, yeah, then she that's says. Right, yeah.
1: He's a yeah. They... <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right. I, well, look, is there anything else we want to talk about in terms of Westworld right now? Let's see where it goes. Yeah, let's Ooh. see where it goes. We'll, hopefully, we'll podcast about this next week. Uh, we'll see We'll see what happens. We'll see how um, life turns out. Who knows what will happen in this uncertain...
1: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if we'll be watching any movies in this <laughs> current environment. Uh, but yeah. All
1: movies have been delayed. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. yeah that's true. <laughs>
0: it was such a shame. So to our, to our loyal listeners who are actually listening, we we were going to um, podcast Parasite. Um, and we were actually even going to do it before it won its Academy Award. Um, yes. Yes. But unfortunately, I think that window has come and gone now. Yeah, so, exactly. yeah. Yeah, power what? Exactly, exactly. Um, Okay, guys, thanks so much for joining me tonight to talk about Westworld Season 3, Episode 1. We'll hopefully be back next week to talk about Episode 2. And, um, yeah, good evening, everyone, and thanks thanks for joining us. Say bye, everyone. Ciao. Bye.